There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talko Supremo. We've all been there before. You're driving along and you look down at your phone to see if John has uploaded the new Talk Murder to Me episode yet. Damn it, he's late again. And all of a sudden, you realize that you just cut someone off in traffic and now he's pulling up right beside you at a red light. Sheet. So you do what everyone else does. You continue looking straight ahead as if nothing has happened. Come on, light. Come on, light. Change. In most cases, you feel bad for like a second. The other driver feels bad for like three seconds. But the world keeps spinning. But that's not what happened in this story, which is why I need your help with this one. I need to know if this brutal, bloody, and horrific murder was an act of road rage or something far more sinister. One man's obsession to commit the perfect kill. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. Oh, Jesus, that smells strong. Thanks, Wayne, in advance. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. This drink he recommended is called Road Rage. Ooh. <laughs> oh. So before we get started, we have a couple bits of exciting news. Oh, oh, oh wait, I want to go first. Okay. Congratulations on your engagement. Thanks, Jen. I'm really happy for you guys. Thank you. It's been a long time. Don't drink. <laughs> because, oh. uh, Such a jerk. I'm I'll so drink lucky. to that. That's what I'm oh, doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sure. So thank you, Jen. Thank you. Uh, yes, tacos. John and I are engaged. Um, you know what I was thinking, Jen? I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like do a post for the talk murder, but maybe I should just to be like, whoa, how exciting. But you know how <laughs> that's I mean, like we did a post. I, I mean, 
Okay, I'll own up to it. Like, I posted it on Valentine's Day was Jen Collins Appreciation Day because I was just so lonely. <laughs> well, that's fine. So you guys deserve your own post. Well, yeah, but it's also like, hey, two, co- two co-hosts are getting married. Yes. Um, but anyway, our other exciting news is that we have two more live shows booked. Whoop, whoop. Our Charleston show sold out. We also have a Savannah show that just went live. We're going to Southbound Brewery, Savannah, Georgia, on October 16th. Um, it's going to be from 7 to 10. We are doing discount codes for Taco Supremo, so just message us. Uh, we'll be in Charlotte at the Unknown Brewing Company on November 15th, I believe. Yep, 15th. 14th and 15th. 15th. It's going to be a Friday. Oh, right, right, right. And then we're going to Asheville, North Carolina, which I'm so excited about. Never been to Asheville. We have to go to the Biltmore before we go recording. I need to see it with all its Christmas decorations. And we're going there on December 12th. So we've got it all lined up for the rest of the year, folks. Get your tickets. Had your kids. Had your wives. So we have a new Taco Supremo, Cassie. Hey, Cassie. Welcome, Cassie. From California's beautiful Central Coast. Ooh. California. But she moved to M-I-S-S-I-S-S-P-P-I about a year ago. Mississippi. Yes. Did he spell that right? And, um, I think so. So she's staying here for another year so that her finance and her can get married. Her finance? Oh, or her fiance. To you as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cassie is, where, what part? What part You're of, my finance, um, John. <laughs> how far are you from West Covina? Yeah. Is that a real city? It is. Oh. West Covina, California. Anyone who knows, knows that's from my, one of my very favorite shows, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You're obsessed with that show. I love it. And you guys thought I was rewatching it, but I really wasn't. So tonight's episode is a special for our special friend in Talco Supremo, Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne, this one is for you. We're drinking your shot tonight. Okay, so Mr. Wayne has requested we drink this drink. He like specifically requested this one. This is more than a shot. Well, it's like <laughs> a shot and a quarter. Because that's a half a glass of freaking liquor. It's here. a shot. Not a half a glass. It's a that shot is a half a in a don't quarter. Don't be a pussy. Drink because it. it was for don't say liquids. the p word. I just did. Jen, say that again so I can bleep it out. Don't be a. P- drink it. It was four different kinds of liquors, and you said that it was equal parts. So I just did a shot per thing, and then divided it out. So it's technically a shot and a half. So you can do it in a mouthful. So we're drinking peppermint schnapps, gold schlager. Goldschlager. Blackberry liqueur and, Blackberry and liqueur. raspberry liqueur. <laughs> so, um, cheers, guys. I can't wait to wash this down with my surprise shot. Does anyone want to guess where we're going, who we're killing? Washington. You, you know, Wayne is, Mr. Wayne requested this. Mr. Wayne is from Washington. And the drink is called Road Rage. And I, does this have to do with the I-5 killer? Is this the romance story? Uh, you told us this. So I think we're going to Washington because that's where Wayne's from. And I think this it, is a love story with the I-5 killer. Isn't that where Woodfield was booked too? I'm not sure. I don't couldn't remember if it was California or what. I think we're also going to Washington. Maybe it has to do with 
a motor vehicle homicide. All right, well, let's drink Mr. Wayne's Shooter. It's strong. It tastes like cherry cough syrup. Oh, it does. I like it. I'd do that again. I don't know if I liked it. It's the it's the peppermint. Oh, it's like, sorry, Wayne. I don't really like that. It's man. so strong. I don't like that, Wayne. I Ooh. also do have an aversion to peppermint. It was funny right before. <sighs> the story's good, friends, Wayne, but the shot. Nah. Right before when my uh, good friend just got married two weeks ago. So um, we were just about. We were like all ready. We had our pictures done at the house. And we're like just like waiting. The church was two minutes away from her house. And so they had put, she had put in our little bridesmaids baggies, a nip of the Dr. McGillicuddy's. Oh, God. And I opened the bag and I was like, oh, no, because (laughs) those two girls were with me when I had my really bad experience with peppermint schnapps. We were doing, it's called a haircut shot. Oh, a haircut shot. And you do um, uh, take the peppermint shot squirt some Hershey's chocolate syrup in your mouth, shake it up, swallow it, and then squirt um, whipped cream in your mouth. Oh, that's called a haircut shop? I thought that was called a peppermint, like a peppermint patty. But it, but part of like the haircut was like you, uh, something about the whipped cream, like you like slapped it on your hand and try to catch it into your mouth. It was fun. We did the, we did that at my, um, uh, my cousin's Christmas party this past year. Ugh, except I died. I had a two-day hang like legitimate two-day hangover where i was puking for two days like i was not functional so when i saw it it was like they had forgotten about it except as soon as they saw my face when i opened the bag i was like oh no (laughs) oh no so everyone did a full shot and i was like i just took a little half one before the ceremony but anyway now we can wash it down with my surprise shot yay surprise shots Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Kahlua. Both wrong. Is this Butterscotch 99? Nope. I liked it. Pumpkin Spice Baileys. Ooh. That was really good. You made me break my rule. What? No pumpkin until September. But pumpkin spice lattes are coming out. Next I know, week. but I have to stay strong. You, see, the thing is, you may not remember because it's been so long since you lived there. But in Massachusetts, it gets nice and cool in September. But in South Carolina, it stays hot. It starts getting, you know, like it. it it's still summertime. So, in honor of honoring fall, which I understand doesn't start until the end of September, doesn't matter. I will not consume anything pumpkin until September. Oh, that, I just like the the taste of pumpkin. Well, I do too, but I feel like I have to wait. I should have to wait for it. Like it's like a reward. You're in the South now, Jen. We do things differently down here. I also Jen. love really? pumpkin beer, so I can't wait. To we pick already me got up some, some Oktoberfest in. Did you say mm. make some of that? We no, get, get me bre- some. Oh, we should get a brewing kit. We could. Yeah, we can put it with that kombucha that never gets made. I was doing so good for a while. <laughs> it's been sitting there and growing I mold. was good for like a year uh, doing that. All right. So to, tonight. And then it got time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, Mr. Wayne sent us over a very interesting story. I had a lot of fun researching it. It was very interesting to research. He also sent an accompanying PDF document. Oh, Along with the story. 
Well, that's nice. Thanks, Wayne, for the additional research. The PDF that Wayne sent, which is on the forum for you guys, is called this. If you want to read what this is, Nicole. The Death Dealer's Manual. Wow. The Hmm. Death Dealer's Manual is a 48-page book consisting of every which way to kill somebody and get away with it. And did the killer write this? No, the killer didn't write it. The author, I looked him up, is Bradley Steiner. He's actually, he's authored like 10 books or something, and he's an expert in killing people. He does like, um... How do you become an expert? No, not a, he's like a defense expert. Like, you know, Krav Maga and stuff. You don't want to do that Krav Maga class, do you? Yeah, I do want to do the Krav Maga. With Master... Master Clock. I, I don't know if you guys know, but I got an email the other day from Master Clock. Just the, the <laughs> like the fact that he his well, maybe last his name, last name is weird. actually Clock. It is Clock, yeah, K L O C K. But he emailed me Master Clock, and well, I was like, "Whoa, that's cool, dude." Well, yeah, like once yes, you sensei. once you attain yes, once you <laughs> once you attain a certain level, like it's re- only respectful. Jen, you also master. Master Jen. Master Jen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird. I mean, it's like one thing for a doctor to sign that you Yeah, you don't. Doctor. <laughs> yeah, but like you don't go into the doctor's office and be like, what's up, Joe? Do you? Well, apparently you don't go into Krav Maga studio, studio and be like, what's up, clock? No, you don't. You say, what's you up, master, master clock? Yeah, you have to be respectful. And then you bow. Please don't hurt me with your index finger. Did you know Bruce? How much Wa- are the how much are the classes? I don't know. That would be a fun group activity. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it would. <laughs> Can you imagine the pictures? <laughs> no. This book also goes into Denmark. What is that? Denmark. That is the Chinese art. It's like you know acupuncture. Yes. Yeah. Like your friends doing acupuncture. Yeah. So it's acupuncture for people that want to kill people. So oh, they what? use pressure points to kill people. Oh, like oh, in that movie. Oh, like in Kill Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Dim Mock. There's also Dim another, that, there's also really another movie, and I don't remember what it's called. It's on the tip of my tongue, but the serial killer like sticks a really long needle into the back of the skull because it's supposed to be like painless, but it also kills someone instantly. Oh yeah, this book Good. sounds vaguely familiar. I think uh, Tom Cruise was in it. Yes, I love that movie. I I'll, I'm you know going to talk I'm about that. About? Yes, the uh, the assassin movie. But yeah. let, let me get into this. So, this book for our Tacos Primos, go to the forum. Wayne has provided it for us. Wait, so is that heart thing real? It tells us how you can kill someone instantly with a sharpened pencil. Now, remember, folks, we don't condone this activity. We definitely condone this. You have a sharpened pencil and you insert it right into someone's Jugular. neck. Under the chin, and it goes up and hits their brain. Ew. This is all in this book, guys. It's very interesting. I read this whole book this morning, actually. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of concerned oh. for my own self now. It's really good. It's really good. There's also... <laughs> what a, makes it good, John? There's also a chapter on how to kill someone with a rolled-up newspaper. How do you do that? I'll Take it up their butt. All right. So anyway, that book is on there for you guys. All right. So tonight, we are going to Washington. Around 7.45 p.m. on the evening of August 31st, 2012, this man right here, the yeah. dog is named, I'm putting the pictures on the talk monitor, but his dog is named Lola, L-O-L-A. Lola. 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 
So la, his la, name, la, la, lo, la. this guy's name is Yancey Noll, Y-A-N-C-Y, and his last name is N-O-L-L. Okay, Yancey Noll. Kind of, I've never even heard of a guy with that name. This is 42-year-old Yancey Noll. It's 7.45 p.m. He's driving his car up the I-5. He's going home. He had I-5. I-5. He had a long day working. He's a wine steward okay. at QFC. Now, QFC, I looked it up, is a Kroger company. All right. And Like a wine store? Yeah. Uh, I think it's more like a Costco or something. Okay. Like a grocery store. Yeah, or- like a grocery <laughs> store, but they also do wine. Okay. Yeah. Well... Harris Teeter does wine, too. Yeah, maybe. I know it's owned by Kroger, so I think it's the same thing, but they also do wine. So he was, he's the, um, you know, the The wine guy. The wine guy. He's the wine guy. Working all day, leaving home August 31st, 2012. He leaves home. He drives this red, beat-up Subaru. The thing doesn't even go very fast. It's kind of old. Now, here's where the details get muddy. Okay, we still don't exactly know what happens, but somewhere, somewhere on the road, he encounters a silver BMW Z4. Do you guys know what that is? Yes. Mm-mm. What is it, Jen? It's a sedan. No, it's a sports car. <laughs> no, it's not, Jen. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least she was willing to take a guess. You're very convincing. It was a... Is it, is it the little sports car, the BMW, the convertible, the coupe? All right, so here is the BMW Z4. It was silver convertible. Now, the top was down. Oh, yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's like a small, it's this one right here. Kind of smaller BMW sports car. I don't really like them. They're kind of girly. It's like Audi TTs. Like, why would you drive that? Anyway, top is down, but the passenger side is up. Now, the window passenger side? Passenger the window, side. Yeah, the window passenger side of the BMW is up. That's weird. If you have the top down, you might as well have the windows down. Because that kind of creates a drag, doesn't it? I don't know. Maybe it helps with the hair situation. Make sure your hair doesn't go all over the place. I don't know. All right, Yancey pulls up to a red light. Now, they're off the highway, and to the left of him— so. He's at the red light stopped. To the left of him creeps up that silver BMW. Now, no one knows what happened before that. Okay, it could have been a road rage situation where he was cut off, something. No one knows. But what we do know is Yancey Knoll, the 42-year-old wine salesman, would never actually leave that stoplight again. Hmm. That was where he was going to be murdered, right there, in broad daylight. I mean, 7.45, sun's going down, but it's still light outside. There were plenty of witnesses. He's sitting at the light, and the silver BMW pulls up, and immediately witnesses hear five gunshots ring out. The man driving the silver BMW Hmm. points his pistol, his Glock 9mm, which we're going to get into, over to Nancy's car and shoots him five times, three times in the head, once in the temple. The next thing that witnesses saw is the guy speed off at a very high rate of speed. They shot him through the passenger side window 
Well, I guess this wasn't the love story. All right, these these are the charging documents I'm going to read from of the killer. The killer was caught, so we'll get into that. On August 31st, 2012, at about 1925, victim Yancey Knoll was driving his vehicle southbound in the 7500 block of 15th Ave, Northeast, City of Seattle, County of Kane, State of Washington. Victim Knoll was stopped at a red light at Northeast 75th Street in a line of traffic. The vehicle, described a silver-colored BMW convertible, pulled alongside Knoll's car and came to a stop. The driver of this vehicle possessed a handgun and fired what is believed to be five shots at the victim. Three of these bullets struck the victim in the head. Other motorists attempted to aid the victim, who was mortally wounded. Seattle police officers and Seattle Fire Department medics responded to the scene. Victim Knoll was transported to Harborview Medical Center, where he was prompted dead a short time later. Now, this is in daylight. Every, I mean, there were a lot of people that saw this thing go down. The evidence that they picked up from the scene was shattered glass, not from Yancey Knoll's Subaru. It was, oh, it was oh, the, from the BMW from the passenger. passenger. This guy was so brazen or stupid or something. Now, he has his top down of the BMW. He doesn't even roll his passenger window down. He just immediately starts shooting the bullet's penetrate through his own window and kill this guy and then he speeds off this is from the same charging documents the windows on the victim vehicle driver's door window were rolled down and intact investigators at the scene opined the shattered glass was most likely from the suspect vehicle there was damage to the left front corner panel which included apparent silver gray paint transfer also found at the scene were tire marks left on the pavement consistent with the vehicle that slid its tires as it sped away. One 9mm bullet casing was also found on the roadway just outside the victim vehicle on the driver's side. So it's either like bizarrely random or very targeted. Exactly. So the case we're doing tonight is the murder of Yancey Knoll in Washington. There are one of two conclusions you can come to with this case. Was this an act of road rage or was this a thrill kill? Hmm. There's a reason that we started reading that death manual to begin this episode. Was it because the killer owned that book? The killer not only owned that book, but he also owned thousands of other documents and videos related to how to kill someone, how to get away with it. Well, he clearly doesn't follow his own advice. Some of the documents, well, they never found the gun, but we'll get into that. Some of the documents that they found said the best way to kill someone is at random. He didn't know this guy. Random guy pulled up in a yeah, little super but it's in broad daylight people witnessing they also he shoots found, out his own window they also found this on his computer now they found thousands of documents on this guy's computer this is a cool pretty cool book i want to order arrest proof yourself <laughs> i'm putting a link to arrest proof yourself which you can buy at uh, amazon.com what to do if the police get in your I face know. <laughs> that's exactly what i was reading too my that would probably be the shortest chapter in my book if I had a chapter n- named that. You know, it, w- it would be one word. Huh. Cry. Just start crying. All right. This is from a witness that was at the scene. All right. 
On September 10th, 2012, at 10.30 a.m., detectives Brown and Owings met with, it's redacted, blank, at the residence of blank, yada, yada. On that day, August 31st, which is when the murder happened, 2012, sometime after 7, so about 7.45, they were standing in their driveway in front of their home when they heard the sound of a car engine revving to the west of them. Now, this was after the shots. The sound was followed by a momentary silence, which they realized was the vehicle, the BMW Z4 sports car, had, quote, become airborne what? over the hill from 19th Avenue on Northeast, Northeast 68th Street. Oh my he gosh. was driving away from this crime scene so fast because, like, when you're, when you're a BMW, especially, revving up... You know, and you could hear it when you're on the road, but you're airborne. There's like no acceleration. You're just like, whoa, like floating in space. Like Thelma Louise. It's like in slow motion, too. Whoa. I thought more of the scene in Spice World where they do the bus over the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point to me. They observed a silver vehicle. Oh, damn it. La 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 la. They observed a silver vehicle. They both described as a BMW Z4 convertible traveling at a high rate of speed past them, traveling eastbound, okay? The driver was downshifting as he approached the stop sign, which you only do if you're some sort of race car driver. You know what downshifting is? Yeah. Instead of pressing the brakes, you shift it down and it, it slows your car down? Yeah. You don't know how to drive a stick, do you? No. Okay. I know that but when you, you get do to a have certain to... speed, you have to change gears. And I also know that if you're in snow, sometimes it's good to downshift mm-hmm. before you. In this so you episode, don't break. we will be teaching two girls how to drive a manual stick shift. <laughs> One of I my would, friends actually I drove like stick learn. shift for a while. Uh, Just like you showed me how to change a tire. Yeah, I know how to change a tire. Yeah, I you would have still been out there if I didn't show up. <laughs> that was like Twice. I, I do want to like learn how to drive ago. stick shift. That was four months ago. Uh, you've had to change my tires twice. And remember that time when you told me that I didn't know how to change a tire, but wait, I do know how to change a tire? You don't remember, or you're making the face All like right, you don't so remember because you don't want to remember. <laughs> All righty then. So, the gist of the story, this guy, Yancey Knoll, which you'll hear from friends, 48 Hours from CBS actually did a whole case on this. And they interviewed one of his friends, one of his best friends, Brad Kinney, which said that Yancey, quote, drove like a grandma, which I do, too. I drive yeah, slow as okay. shit. I do drive slow. Yeah, you do. Do you? Yes, but you I drive, drive slow. You drive sl- safe. I drive safe. And he also explained that his beat-up Subaru is not going to, he's not driving fast anyway in that damn thing. He was also a happy-go-lucky type of guy with a great view on life. He was close to his family. He had a lot of friends, basically trying to build up the character that this guy didn't do anything wrong. Right. There's it, Road rage is not a likely well, yeah. reason. Let, let me break down the prosecution for you right quick because this is sum up the whole case. The prosecutors, once the killer was in court, were convincing the jury— or their mission was to convince the jury that this wasn't road rage. Road rage? <laughs> Fuck no. What? I mean, Yancey Knoll 
Road rage how? He would never curse at anybody. He would never swerve over the road. He drives like a grandma. This wasn't road rage. This was a random targeted, quote, thrill kill from the killer that has been researching how to kill people for several years. But, like, wouldn't road rage be on behalf of the killer, though? Like, the killer, like, got road rage? No, 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 no. It's different. Road rage, you cut someone off and then you kill them. No, he this didn't guy, do anything wrong. The prosecution saying the guy didn't cut anybody off or whatever. Nothing happened. He was at a stoplight and this random silver BMW pulled up and shot him five times. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. No, not even the wrong place. Like this guy was just wanting a random victim to kill to see how it feels to kill someone. Yeah, I mean the the victim was at the wrong place. It's not road rage. It's a thrill kill. Yeah. It's like I got to kill this random person just because. That person in that car would have killed anybody who was in that stop sign. Exactly. So, I mean, there were plenty of witnesses. Plenty. There was one driver that was actually behind them, and he actually sped off and followed the BMW for a little bit. And he had got a very, he got a very good look at the driver. And this sketch is also corroborated by many other witnesses, too, as very accurate of who the driver is. And this is the sketch that came out. Is he Asian? Japanese, maybe. All right, so Crime Stoppers put out bulletins about this guy, released it to the public and everything, and on September 12th, now this happened August 31st, so 12 days later, at 8.45 p.m., an anonymous caller called the Seattle Police Department and said, I know exactly who this guy is. It looks, it's a striking resemblance, the police sketch, striking resemblance to this guy's face. He's even wearing the same damn sunglasses, and he drives a BMW Uh, uh Z4 Silver, which I always drive by his house, and it's always in the parking, you know, always in the driveway. driveway. I drive by last night. It's not there. For the past few days, it's not there. Because it's getting its window repaired. He actually gave the police the exact address of where this guy lives. Wow. Well, that's nice for them. Yeah. Now, the police did go and knock on the door, but no one answered. There was no car and the driveway. I'll show you the house. The garage is no windows in the garage, kind of like ours. Mm-hmm. I often find out the hard way that all IPAs are not created equal. Some are hot bombs that forget about flavor. Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all-day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, all-day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste all-day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer and now hard seltzers, too, at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. 
Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. So with the cars in there, which it probably is, here's a, here's a legal uh, like stranglehold with this case. They got a pretty good idea that it's him. But to get a judge to write a search warrant, they need to make sure that the car is actually in the garage. Right. Okay. That's the only way. So you got to do something maybe question, maybe a little shady to go get that information. Well, they or may- just do a stakeout and watch to see if he t- takes the car out. Yeah. Well, they, they end up doing something very surreptitiously. Serious. Surreptitiously. Surreptitious. No, surreptitiously. Yeah. I'm going to cut that anyway. All right. So they stake out in front of his house. Stake out by like they're grilling steaks and shit Mm. right in front of his house. They're watching him as he's now he's coming in and out of the house and he actually leaves. His garage comes up, but you can't really see into it. He leaves in a silver Mercedes. Now, they find out all about this guy. This guy's married, and his wife is a prominent dentist. They see her Mercedes going in and out, but the windows are so tinted they can't really see who's driving. But apparently, both of them are going to work. Let me go ahead and tell you who this guy is. Okay. All right, so here is this guy right here. His name is Den Bowman, D-I-N-H-B-O... W man. He is half Vietnamese, half Caucasian. Huh. He's mid thirties. This is actually him. I mean, definitely a resemblance. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. So go to talkmore.com. I'm putting this composite sketch and an actual photo of him driving in the same position. Exactly the same, man. You know, I mean, the, even the, the same glasses. The nose <laughs> is a little different, yeah. but. What did you say his name was? Din Bowman. Din Bowman, D-I-N-H. Now, his real name is Thomas Din, which is Thomas, and then the word Din put together. Thomas Din. Like one word, no spacing? Yeah, one word, no spacing. Like no middle name? He's the only child of a Vietnamese family. And so they knew who this was. He's got a wife, and let me show you the wife. (laughs) Why are you making that face? It's a very awkward photo. This is his wife, Jennifer Palm, was her first name, was her last name until they got married. They actually met in 2007 at a medical conference. She is a very successful dentist, and they're married now, so her name is Jennifer Bowman, even though she changed her name now, which we'll get into. But What does he do? Oh, so that picture I showed you, this picture right here, mm-hmm. number one, he's brilliant, Brilliant, not like his, and he's Asian, and Asians are smart at math, which they are, but he actually went to college at age 12. What? Okay. Whoa! Yeah. I mean, I was still learning, like, my ABCs at age 12. He is my quant. <laughs> my quant. <laughs> my, my quantitative. Quant. My quantitative. That's my quant. Your what? My quantitative. My math specialist. Look at him. You notice anything different about him? Look at his face. That's pretty racist. Look at his eyes. I'll give you a hint. His name's Yang. 
He won a national math competition in China. He doesn't even speak English. Yeah, I'm sure of the math. <laughs> Look at his eyes. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Den Bowman. 32 years old. Well, actually, he was convicted on his 32nd birthday, which is kind of a fun fact. Oh, wow. But, you know, 30, 31 years old, smart, genius smart. He owns his own engineering firm building robots and all kinds of smart things that people that run a podcast would never be able to do. True that. Unless it was a robot engineering podcast. Yeah. So he's building robots that do AI and all this shit at this place. Now, his robotics industry, which was his own building, kind of a shitty name, Vague Industries. V-A-G-U-E Industries. Kind of stupid. Anyway, Jennifer, his wife, was obviously the breadwinner, which they found out real quick. This guy ain't making no money. But that's surprising, though, if he's so smart. No, I guess he ain't making money. I guess robots aren't really a big thing now. I don't know. Well, this is also seven years ago. I'm not saying he's not making money, but Jennifer was making the lion's share. She was making $250,000 a year, something like that, (laughs) which is what we make per episode. Totally. Seriously. In our dreams. Here's the thing. These detectives, they spend an entire week out front doing their surveillance. And one night, the Mercedes, because they can't get a search warrant, because they don't have any proof. They don't know if this guy even owns that damn car. But the Mercedes comes out one night and the brake lights flash. Someone hit the brakes and, you know, it brights up, flash, red, red plasters the back of the garage. And the detective holding those binoculars sees a little outline of a silver sports car. Boom. That's enough. That is enough to write a search warrant. Boom! Because they can search to see if it's the matching car. Like, they know that there's another silver car in the... Yeah, exactly. That's enough for a judge to... Because, you know, we've been doing this for a while. So what I've been figuring out is a judge isn't just going to sign a search warrant. You have to have compelling evidence. Not just, oh, yeah, some friend was like, yeah, he owns that car. No, you got to see the car. You know what I'm saying? You got to see the gun or something. And right now they had nothing. They can't just arrest a guy because he's Asian. This is from the charging documents. On September 21st, 2012, at 0500 hours, Din Bowman and his wife were stopped in Mercedes as they left the residence. The garage door opener was removed from the Mercedes at that time. Bowman was asked if he would consent to a search of his garage, and he stated that he would not consent. That's interesting, though, that he wouldn't consent to it. He knew he had something to hide. Yeah. At 0530 hours, Seattle police SWAT... Units and homicide unit detectives served the previously obtained search warrant at the Bowman residence. So they actually got the search warrant and then went and asked them, hey, do you mind if we check your garage? No, I I don't want you to. That's how he sounds. I'm not making fun of him, but that's how he talks. He has an accent? Yeah, he's Vietnamese. He's half Vietnamese. Whatever. But he says, no, fuck no, fuck y'all. So anyway, all right, motherfucker. At zero five thirty hours, Seattle police SWAT units exactly and homicide like unit that. detectives bust down that motherfucking door 
They made entry, quote, made entry directly into the attached garage of the residence to look at Den's, Den Bowman's silver 2006 BMW M Roadster. Now, some strange things about this BMW. Oh, is that a brand new windshield? Oh, it looks to be brand new. Why would you get that replaced? That's weird. What, did you hit a rock or something? Well, you didn't remove the sticker, you idiot, from the new one. So oh. the, the old window, the manufacturer window, had this sticker on it, and then the new one had another company sticker in it. So they knew automatically it was replaced. Plus, they found in the BMW shards of glass everywhere. It's like he didn't even vacuum that shit, huh. you know, at all. I'm putting a lot of uh, evidence photos and stuff but they were pulling out all kinds of shards of glass from the broken window and everything else. Yeah, here's a, you can see a little piece of glass in there. Hmm. Witnesses noticed that it was a BMW with silver rims, but this rim, the, but the rims on his car were black. He just had them done. Or he spray painted them. He spray painted them just like we spray painted that popcorn machine. <laughs> Before we had to throw <laughs> it away. Just like my dreams. Yeah. So this is where he spray-painted the wheels. You can see the black in there. Like literally in a circle. <laughs> Rust-Oleum. So he used Rust-Oleum to paint the wheels black, which actually looked pretty good. If you see the I'm car. I'm surprised. I wouldn't want to do that to my own BMW. It looks good, though. Um, I would take here, it to a professional place, don't you think? This is, this is his house. This is his house and his car getting towed away. That's the car they pulled out. Now, brand new tires. They actually found the old tires because you remember there were skid marks and everything. So uh, this guy replaced the window. He replaced the tires. Uh, he spray painted the rims. He basically did fucking everything he could to hide the fact that it was his car. Except vacuum out the glass. Yeah. But, but then again, like, why would you? Because you have no connection to the victim. No one will ever catch you. All you got to do is keep the car in the garage for a couple months and you're good. I wonder if his wife knew like mm. what I wonder what he told his wife as to like why he wasn't driving the car around. Well, I'll tell you a lot about his wife. Good old fashioned woman who deserves to be in the pen, if not a hole. She did know about all this stuff and she tried oh. to hide it. Oh wow. She actually went with her boyfriend, her she actually husband. went with her husband. She went with her husband to change the tires. She went with her husband to change the window. Even though she told detectives, no, we were, we were at lunch. We, we were just eating lunch, you know, me and my Asian husband. And when we were at lunch, someone broke into the window. Uh, Ma'am, the receipt we pulled out of your purse said your lunch, quote unquote, was at 745 at night after the window shop had already closed. Plus, if you drive all the way to Portland in the passenger side of your husband's BMW, and you don't notice there's no fucking window? And there's glass all over the car? <laughs> it's like... Yeah. It's mean, like me. Oh, look, I'm bleeding. <laughs> there's no fucking window. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, he must have rolled it down. You would fucking know if there's right. no window in right. there Right. There's no way that this is, like, a miss something you missed. All right, this is, I'm putting the interrogation video on Talk Murder. This is him getting mad at, because it's taking so long. Mm-hmm. Were you know, Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, so, uh, kind of getting a little annoyed at how long this is taking. Do I need to, like, um, sorry, just, it, it, 
He's like, how long is this guy take? You're the main murder wow. suspect here, dude. And what he didn't know is why it was taking so long is because they had his wife in the other room grilling her into what they call the detectives end up calling a I'm not sure interrogation because every one of her answers was I'm not sure. Did ma'am, did you know that there was a murder not even 10 blocks away from your home? I'm not sure. Ma'am, did you know that all the composite sketch all the composite sketches that were put out all over the neighborhood and on the news 10 blocks away from your home looked exactly like your husband? I'm not sure. Ma'am, did you know that the car that we were looking for was the same model of your husband? I'm not sure. Ma'am, do you know do you know why you guys changed the tires, the windows, and why he spray painted the rims? I'm not sure. Does she get any time from this? Crime? No, but she should. The state decided not to lock her up. Wow. And I think it's bullshit. You know what? I found her dentist profile because she started, she changed her name and, oh, I'm going to just slide on her radar and become a dentist again. I will, we'll read some of the reviews that she got from her dentist website. Like, oh, wouldn't, goody. Wouldn't she be an accomplice? She is yeah. an accomplice. Does that person look familiar to you? Well, I'm sure you want me to say that looks like my husband, and it could, yeah. I mean, there. would you agree there's some similarities to your husband there? Yeah. Nothing's perfect, but you would agree <laughs> not, Definitely not Certainly, perfect. but you would agree there's similarities to sure. that? Sure. That's the car. Or a picture that depicts... That looks like Dim's car. Yeah, that's a picture that looks like the car that the shooter was in. Okay. 26 miles from your house. So we have we have this sketch, and we have this car, a short distance from your house. I can see the passenger window was shot out. Okay, left skid marks, which is forensic evidence. Now you've got all new tires on your car. Okay, I can see why we're here. Absolutely. The reason we're here is because this man right here. Look at it. Look at it. This man right here, he's dead now. And this he had girlfriends. He, he had family. And he had people that cared about him. He's dead. Shoot a gun. Hey, let me interrupt for a second. Watch the male detective because it's kind of kind of interesting. She starts playing the bad cop and he'll mm-hmm. play the good cop. Mm-hmm. I noticed this earlier. Shot three times in the head at close range. Right in the skull. Because he was pissed off because his car got dented. Because his car got dented? Which we're gonna find well, yeah, as I read from the charging documents, there was a dent in the Subaru of the silver BMW. But I'm not saying... So it might have been a road rage thing, but that could have happened after he shot. He could have sped out, clipped it. Yeah, okay. And on your computer, on your phone... Because your window didn't get busted out in Oregon, you're going to go down too. So you better come clean. I'm not with you. I'm not kidding. Your entire (laughs) career, your dentist career, your house, everything, gone. And that's going to be for a guy 
that doesn't deserve you. You're a good person. I can tell you're a good person. (laughs) And you're You're lying to us. We can see it. You're a good person. Don't let him do this to you. He might be nice to you, but we've gotten tips on him. Why do you think we've been watching your house for the last couple weeks? We know it's him. We have evidence inside his car. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want to help, but I don't... I'm not sure. I don't know what to do here. You want to go down with him? No. What you need to do, I'll give you some advice, and it's very simple. There's only one thing you need to do, and that's tell the truth. All right, so the... (laughs) I don't know. She's doing that on purpose. She's... She is a successful dentist. She's very smart. Oh, remember when we looked up, like, the nursing home from, um... Yeah. That one in some of the reviews. Yeah. Elizabeth um, Wetlaufer. Yeah. Now, on 48 Hours, Ooh. they tracked her down. I don't know if she's a dentist anymore. They said that she changed her job. But this was in 2013, which why would you hire her in your freaking practice? You want to read some of these reviews? She might tell a patient he's receiving Novocaine and instead administer a cylinder a cyanide injection. She's already demonstrated she gets off on thrill kills. All right, and before you read the second one, we'll get into this right after this. But there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours from the four months he was in prison of her calling or of him calling her, of him calling his wife, Jennifer, and calling her Nuggles. Nuggles. So the whole the when you see baby talk, we're going to get into that a lot because it's a whole fucking thing. Anyway, here you go. Jennifer likes baby talk to all of her patients, just like her prison inmate ex-husband. She called me snuggles, too, and then gave me a shot right through my car window and my entire head went (laughs) numb. When people ask questions later, she lied and lied and lied and simply said, I have no idea. LMFAO. She has dyed that mousy hair and changed her name, but you can't hide that face. Hee hee. I'm sure she will end up in prison one day herself, not as the prison dentist. Well, she won't end up in prison for this because they decided not to press charges against her, which is a horrible mistake because she was definitely an accomplice. I don't think she knew about it before. I don't think... She was, you know, her husband's not like, I'm going to go kill somebody today. But you, the husband just kills somebody and you come home. Oh, hey, baby, what's for dinner? Oh, yeah. Do you mind if I just spray paint the tires, get new tires, get a new window, hide the car in the garage and use your car for a few weeks and expect you not to ask any questions? Do you mind if we do that? Oh, thanks, Snuggles. Dr. Bowman's baby talk really put me at ease. I couldn't quite open my mouth large enough for her to get my wisdom teeth. This is where most of my dentists get frustrated. Not Dr. Bowman, though. She used this as a teaching moment. She showed me a photo of her murderer husband crying at his sentencing. Her office was cold, but she offered me snuggles and a pacifier. Thank you, Dr. Bowman. That's him crying at his sentencing. With a new haircut, haircut. yeah. This woman's husband killed a man in cold blood at random, and she helped him cover it up. Apparently, she's changed her name in order to keep practicing dentistry, but keep an eye out for her face. Avoid her at all costs, very left in the staff picture, or just go to CBS 48 Hours website to see what she looks like. She's a straight-up psychopath and a total freak from the looks of it. She is a fucking psychopath. 
straight psychopath. Not like me psychopath, but like he's like 72% psychopath. Snuggles. Now, guess what Den's name was? Jennifer's name was Snuggles. Puff. Baby cakes. His name was Bunny. Bunny. I am Bunny. You're my sexy hot top. You have lots of. You're my upper arm. You're Bunny. We hop in. You're my. You're my snuckster. I'm your bunny. Hop in. We cuddle. Yeah. My God. Oh, little Snuggles. I'm a bunny. You're my snugsy. Hop hop. Love love love. You're my snackster. I'm your bunny. Hop and we cuddle. Yeah. My ups are on your bunny. We hop and we cuddle. Yeah. 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 I love you. I love you, little sweetheart bunny buns. Bunny buns. You little sweetheart bunny buns. Snuggles. I miss my snuggles. I miss my snuggles so much. <laughs> You guys are speechless. That's gross. <laughs> it's weird. Now, of course, she wasn't at the trial at all. Hmm. Well, if she doesn't go to the trial, then the public can't see her face. No, there was notes found in their house all about snuggles and bunny and bunny buns. One <laughs> of the notes said, to the best shooter in the Wild West, bang, bang, oh, Shit. Was that written after the crime? I don't know, but... I'm putting a video on Talk Murder. I know we're running out of time. He was actually a very expert marksman. Hmm. And he was obsessed with James Bond. Obsessed. Obsessed with James Bond. He would do driving courses, which I'm putting that video on TalkMurder.com. Him driving his sports car like James Bond. Him shooting like James Bond. All this stuff. Oh. He's very obsessed that's that's funny that she, that he had a BMW though. Even though I know that James Bond is, don't they usually have Aston, Aston Martin? Mm-hmm. But like BMW is a British car. Yeah. Not everyone is can it? afford an Aston Martin. Yeah. Now Snuggles, as I said, Snuggles didn't show up for court at all. But when Bunny was asked to testify, because Bunny's defense attorney was none other than John Henry Brown. If that name sounds familiar then you must have just listened to our Ted Bundy episode because that was Ted Bundy's defense attorney. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So he said there's no evidence that Den, Bunny, ever watched or read any of the documents that were on, the thousands and thousands and thousands of documents on his computer about how to kill people. I mean, he may not have read them, but he definitely searched for them and downloaded them. He had five different versions of Faces of Death. I don't even know what that is, but I saw it on his computer. Okay. He says he was the victim. If I didn't do something right then, I was going to die. There is sort of a, a stream of swearing. I think the, the, the phrase that caught my attention was, um, you better learn how to drive that fancy car, boy, or you're going to get yourself up. This is his story. He gets on, which is very risky for a defense attorney to put the client on, on the stand, right, the stand yeah. and testify because the cross, uh, cross-examinations could break him down. But he says he was cut off by Yancey Knoll. And then Yancey Knoll says, you better learn how to drive. And I don't know what the word is. Probably fuck boy, sh- fuck boy, or, fuck boy or I'm going to fuck you up. And then... He says that he pulled up next to the red Subaru, Yancey's car, and Yancey threw a wine bottle over top of his car, out of his window, and hit 
this guy in the Which head. Which there's no evidence for. Oh, no, there's no evidence because he threw all the evidence away, including the gun that he used to kill this guy. Right. Makes perfect All sense. you had to do is keep the wine bottle, and it is self-defense, kind of, more than you shooting a guy five times and with no wine bottle. If he would have threw the wine bottle, yeah, maybe his life is in danger. But there is no wine bottle because he never threw a wine bottle. The wine bottle because does not exist. He's lying to the jury with his twenty uh, something year old haircut to make him look like a little teenager. Um, I think it's like a sixteen year old haircut. Is this before the time of um, stoplight cameras? Yeah, I guess. I remember seeing his eyes really like bulging, and like as he was kind of as he was yelling, I would describe it as just like violent hatred that you would. I had only seen in the movies. He was so scared. Bunny was so scared that he shot someone five times. You're an expert shooter. What was your target? I, there was no aiming involved in this. Okay, well, you did a pretty good job, didn't you? Because you hit him four times in the head, including the temple. Right? Um, that surprised me. That surprised me. The prosecutors got up there and said, this guy... It's a thrill kill. This is all it was as a thrill kill. This guy just wanted to see. He ha- If you go to his computer, and this is what the prosecutor said, quote, he has the equivalent of a library of Congress. You know that site, Library of Congress? And the actual Library of Congress? Library of Congress of death. That's how many books he has. That's crazy. He did not shoot him in self-defense. There was no wine bottle. There was only a gun. There was, it took three weeks, the jury, the trial took three weeks, 31 witnesses. He changes his hair and it's like, please, please, please. How long did the jury deliberate? Three days it took him to deliver a verdict. What do you think it was? Guilty. I feel like this is a trick question. Answer the question, Jen. I want to say guilty, but I think I should answer not guilty. Well, say something. I just did. Not guilty, is what she said. Yeah, okay. Okay, he's guilty. Good. (laughs) So he was charged with first-degree murder. Guilty of that charge of first-degree murder. Unanimous decision. Three days to make that. Three weeks later, he comes into sentencing. And that's the picture I showed you of him bawling his eyes out. Oh, yeah, I should have just remembered when we were reading those reviews where it said he was convicted of murder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Whoopsie. Uh, It is what it is. He comes to sentencing, you know, to apologize to the victim's family. I'm sorry. I, I did something so wrong and everything else. Not really. He comes to save his own asshole. I'm disappointed that the jurors didn't believe me. I can't believe that the jury didn't believe me. This is the only thing heartbreaking about this guy. The mother, the Vietnamese mother that is losing her only son. She couldn't finish what she had prepared for the judge. The attorney had to. Kind of heartbreaking. But in her letter, she says, please, this is my only son. Take me instead. Lock me up. She wants to lock herself up instead of her 
That's sad. Son. But I'm sorry, your son deserves to be in jail. Yeah, exactly. So this is what the judge said. I feel very sorry for your parents, Mr. Bowman, and I want to tell them that it is not their fault. Mr. Bowman is responsible for his own actions. He was 32 years old when he got convicted. He was sentenced to 29 years in prison and one month. Now, before you say that's fucked up, that's actually a little less than the maximum of 30 years. I guess for this crime. I I guess for this crime. Murder in the first degree has a maximum of 30 years. That's what it says. What the fuck? So this article is from the uh, Como. This is from the Como News in Seattle. It's a newspaper up there. Nearly 30 years in prison for Seattle traffic thrill killing. Bowman cried quietly and reached for tissues during Friday's sentencing hearing as Noel's friends and family described the victim as a gentle man who was well-loved and respected. Now, I want to say that Bowman, throughout his trial, showed no emotion. But once he was sentenced, he was bawling his eyes out, which is not a smart move if you're going to be locked up in the pen. I'm sure he became somebody else's bunny. (laughs) (laughs) yeah spread open those buns bunny oh (laughs) Uh, snuggles (laughs) the judge sentenced bowman to 290 months for the murder and 60 months more for using a firearm during the crime a total of 350 months or 29 years and two months in prison that sentence was well over the minimum possible 25 years and closer to the maximum possible sentence of 31 years So I guess they just do things differently in Washington. I don't know. That's too lenient. So that is all the story I have. So what do you guys think? Was it road rage or was it a thrill kill? Thrill kill. With all his death manuals. If you're Taco's Primo Small Taco, the death dealer's manual is on the floor. I think he was looking for an opportunity. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Big shout out, Mr. Wayne. Great story. Yeah, that was crazy. Sad. If you really enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you use if you really like this episode. And you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our bunny, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Talk Us Primo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it, dedicate it to you on the Talk Murder Mean Podcast. My name is John. Here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, snuggles. love 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 (laughs) an instant kill can be accomplished to an unconscious target by ramming a pistol barrel up his anus and firing (laughs) a bonus here is that the gluteus muscles silence the cartridge's ignition for special situations only of course (laughs) Jen that's random man (laughs) Uh. (laughs) what that's funny all right. <laughs> Baby. What is that with me laughing lately? So Don't weird. Know. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. 
Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.